Happy December, everyone, and welcome to Stew on This, weekly reflections from my heart. We are up to episode 9, and this one's called Onward to Onward. We've been exploring the acronym IOU LOVE, which stands for Inward, Onward, Upward, and Loveward. We've been looking at these as directions in which we can place our focus, our energy, our time, our attention, in order to become more of who we came here to be, in order to be able to respond to ourselves and to others and to life from the most authentic and loving place, which is right inside of us, that place that we've been calling the island of peace in our soul, so that we can upgrade our reactions to life that are probably based on the past to responses and choices that are aligned with our values, that are aligned with what we know to be true in our heart. This is a beautiful journey, and we've begun already our inward journey. We've turned our nose inward. And I just want you to stop for a second and appreciate that. This is a a beautiful direction to be putting our time and energy and focus, because, you know, just think now for a second. How much energy and time and focus do you think it takes to base your state of consciousness on on what's going on outside? I mean, if we're looking for love, peace, and joy, and we're really working hard to experience that in life, at the same time, we're buffeted by every wind and everything and every appearance and every circumstance and every person that comes by, we're going to be expending a lot of energy. You know, a lot of our strategies are simply to try to manipulate the world and manipulate others so we can be okay. What if we were to take all that energy and attention and focus and use it simply to find that island of peace in our soul? Again, that place where we can stand in our truth and be the change we wish to see in the world. That place from which we can base our state of consciousness again on things that are more stable, more eternal, more loving. So yeah, that's the gift of moving inward. So now we're ready to move onward to onward. And the onward part part is, I think it can be summed up beautifully by Will Rogers, uh, American humorist, who said that even if you're on the right track, you'll get run over if you just sit there. I like that because it actually gives me two reminders. First of all, it reminds me that, yes, even though I'm on the right track, it's important to keep moving. We don't want to get stuck. We don't want to be stagnant. We're either green and growing or we're ripening and rotting, you know. And if we want to keep moving, again, past what we might find at first when we move inward um, to that island of peace in our soul. So we have to keep moving. And the other thing it reminds me of is that, you know, along that journey, saying onward as a mantra can be a really helpful thing because, you know, we have been working on cleaning up the neighborhood of our consciousness with self-love and self-appreciation, self-compassion. And yet, maybe, (laughs) there could still be some thugs and bandits and muggers along the highways and byways as we move inward. And I don't know about you, but often when I do turn my attention inward, those thugs and muggers and bandits just seem bigger and scarier than ever. 
you know, ultimately we want to recruit these parts of ourselves onto the team. We want to integrate them. We want to make them part of the welcoming committee when we start welcoming life and everyone and everything into that island of peace in our soul. But, you know, to work through those things, to be able to look at them and keep moving, takes some persistence and some determination. But it's a very, very, very powerful idea. You know, about a year and a half ago, for some reason, I did this thing called the Via Ferrata, which which literally means iron road, I believe, in Italian. So what they've done is they bolt a steel cable onto a mountain, like, uh, you know, along the edge of cliffs and across gorges. So you're essentially walking on the steel cable uh up down across cliff faces and across gorges and uh, you know you're clipped in kind of with a harness and you you move along and then when you get to a bolt uh, where it's clipped into the rock you have to unclip and you know move your clips over yada yada and um wow <laughs> it, it was fun and thankfully I don't really have a, a great fear of heights however I got stuck the first thing that we had to do pretty much was step over this not-so-wide gorge, but I guess I hadn't stretched enough, and my legs instantly seized up, cramped up, so I'm on this traverse, and I can't get around this little corner. And I began to think, you know, what, what, would, it be life to, to, what would it be like to be here for the rest of my life? And I'm looking back, and half the guys, you know, because I was kind of in the middle of the group, and half the guys are, you know, looking at me like I'm holding them up, and the, the other half are looking back at me, concerned, uh, <laughs> because nobody quite knew what to do in case I couldn't get moving. So then I, I remembered, fortunately, after a whole bunch of other thoughts, the instructions we had been given, the only instruction we, we had been given, which was to keep moving. And then, I don't know how, but suddenly I'm around the corner and on my way. So, you know, the direction wasn't the problem in this case, because there was really only one direction to go. I couldn't go back. Um, but I was stuck until I remembered to keep moving. So I, I like that uh, example because it brings up a bunch of the challenges that you and I might face on our inward journey. The, the first one being like, you know, we're not sure if we can do it. We're not sure if we can get there. You know, maybe sometimes we're not even sure where we're going. So I think what might be helpful in that case is to keep coming back to the island of peace in our soul. I really had to find that island of peace in my soul in that moment when I realized I had to keep moving because... Um, Obviously, it wasn't acceptable spending the rest of my life there. I found the island of peace in my soul, which helped me remember that I can do it. And all I needed to do was keep moving. You know, something that we might run into as we do this inward journey is we become aware. Again, we become more aware of our stuff. And then we have the beautiful opportunity, which is not so beautiful, sorry, that was sarcasm, to beat ourselves up and to judge ourselves and to, you know, to get into, like, how did these thugs and muggers get in here? What, how come I didn't think better? Why, how, why haven't I done the work? Yada, yada, blah, 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 blah. So, again, maybe instead of that, we can remember to continue to give ourselves self-love, to talk to ourselves as if, as if we actually like each other, you know, maybe the way a friend would, that we can remember to give ourselves some slack instead of flack, that we can remember to build ourselves up instead of beat ourselves up. I think that would be helpful. All that stuff went through my mind on the Via Ferrata, and believe me, it helped. 
Another challenge we can run into when we enter into new territory, if we're setting into a different direction, is what Joe Dispenza calls the river of change. You know, it's just uncomfortable. It's weird. It's it's no different than if I decide to put the other shoe on first, if or if I decide to you know uh, shower and wash myself from the head down instead of from the feet up. It's weird, uncomfortable, and that might tempt us to go back, you know, to where it was more comfortable. So so again, what might be helpful here, in addition to what we've already mentioned, is to do our daily gratitude work, including ourselves to check in with our values every day, to do these practices again that help us find the island of peace in our soul. Because no matter how crazy and turbulent the river gets, that island is there. And that island is an oasis where it's always calm and beautiful. Another challenge we probably will face is that you know the world is still going to be beckoning us and luring us with its distractions and with its uh, expedience and things again that show up because we haven't quite cleared them from our consciousness and this is this is again in addition to what we've been talking about a great time to remember to keep the end in mind and not the end as far as a specific destination or goal or circumstance but the end being love, peace, and joy. It's what we want to find at the end of any journey. And you know what? We can find it on the journey. We can find it right now. So regardless of the appearance, again, turning our nose to that island of peace in our soul is a beautiful way to experience love, peace, and joy now. And if we can get used to being on that island, if we can get used to getting there when we've for some reason evicted ourselves when we you know when we can get used to abiding there and looking at life from there and and making our choices based on being there then how can we help but be on track and keep moving in the direction of a safer and a more whole neighborhood in our consciousness yeah and perhaps the biggest challenge that I faced and that the people I've coached face on this inward journey isn't thinking we're not getting anywhere or, or questioning whether we're getting anywhere because, you know, maybe we haven't hit our goals or things kind of appear similar and the people in our life are still there, etc., etc. You know, just not being sure whether we're making any progress can really keep us stuck. So this is when I, when I remember the, two things. First of all, the view changes with every step. I don't have to know exactly how every step's going to look. I don't have to know every choice in advance. In fact, there's no way I'm going to know each choice in advance because every time I take a step, the view changes. The perspective changes. The, the choices on which way to go next change. The, you know, people show up and, and circumstances change or whatever that make the next choice you know, impossible to have seen before I took that step. So let's just... Keep moving, knowing that we have everything within us to make the best next step. And the other thing I try to remember is the analogy about boiling water that I got from Dick Santo, one of my teachers. He used to ask us, how long does it take water to boil? The answer, in truth, is like that, instantly. But the variable amount of time is, you know, how long it takes to get 
to the boiling point. So if I was to put a Bic lighter underneath a pot of water and I, you know, every other minute I pull it away and, and, and put it under something else, it's going to take a long time for that water to boil. If I put the pot of water behind an F-14 fire, you know, fighter plane and fire the engine up, that water is going to be boiling pretty quick. So, so the onward part of this journey reminds me that my job is to keep the flame under the pot and not get so concerned about when it's going to boil. Because you know what? It's hard to know. Sometimes the water looks pretty much the same right up to the, you know, right before it starts to boil. So let's just keep onward, putting that flame under the pot. And let's remember that, you know, it'll get easier. It might seem awkward and weird now. So so I remember a story about a guy who had a bicycle built for him. Or maybe they were just playing with his head and, and the engineers in his company designed a bicycle because he was a big bike enthusiast. And so, But this bicycle, when you turn the handlebars to the left, the bicycle went to the right and vice versa. <laughs> this guy worked for months, 20 minutes a day to learn how to ride this bicycle. He couldn't do it. His son, who was nine years old, I believe, did it in about two weeks. But that's another story. During, during this time, he, this guy takes the bicycle on the road because he's a public speaker, and he challenges everybody in his audiences to get up on stage and see if they can ride the bike 10 seconds across the stage. And I forget how much money he offered, but not a single person could do it. And again, it took him months. But the point of this... <laughs> There's a couple of points to this. But the first point is one day he woke up and he wasn't even on the bicycle yet, but he knew he was going to be able to do it. This is after months. He, the algorithm just kind of clicked in as he put it and he knew it and he could do it. Then, of course, he couldn't ride a regular bicycle for a while. <laughs> This is a beautiful metaphor for exactly what we're talking about because taking the inward journey is like riding a backward bicycle. You know, it's it's we have to work at it. But one day it'll click. One day it'll just flow into place and then it's going to be really hard for us to ride the old bicycle. <laughs> it's really going to be hard for us to go back to old patterns of thinking and old patterns of basing our consciousness on on appearance and all that kind of stuff. The key is we have to practice riding the backward bicycle without practicing riding the old bicycle. And I'll let you carry that metaphor forward. Yes. So let's keep our nose pointed inward. And let's just take a step or two onward in that direction each day. If if we're to, if we do that and we don't turn our nose too often and we and we turn it back in this direction as soon as we realize and we're doing these practices to find the island of peace in our soul which is always going to be beckoning us beckoning us more and more and more if we just keep our noses pointed inward and take a step or two each day we are certain to keep our awareness and our understanding and our choices, we are certain to keep our entire life moving upward toward love. Yeah. So, stew on that. And I'll see you next week.